Chapter 12 Chi Power The words flashed into Ryu's brain. It was the secret mental discipline known only to ninjas, the ability to cloud a person's mind. Using chi power, a ninja could appear invisible to an opponent. But would it work with an animal? Ryu used his Yoko Okuri sidestep. The cougar narrowly missed him, landing gracefully on all fours. With a deep growl, it turned towards Ryu again. Its eyes were bloodshot, its mouth drooling. Ryu looked into its eyes. He concentrated hard, blanking his mind of all but the chi energy. It came to him from the ages. It came to him as a full-grown source of power, born generations ago in the minds of the original ninja warriors. With their rugged training, attacking under cover of darkness with the power of chi, the ninja avenged the reign of terror of the all-powerful samurai. Some laughed at the idea of chi. It was all psychology, they said. Whatever it was, it was working. The cougar's growl softened to a whimper. Before Ryu's eyes, it began sniffing the ground. It sensed Ryu was there, but it couldn't see him. Ryu walked away without making a sound. Before long, he came to the end of the jungle. The plain stretched out before him. All around, the earth was flat and arid. Clumps of shrub brush dotted the landscape, and lizards skittered about. In the distance, like a pyramid that had been heaved from the earth itself, stood the Temple of Darkness. It was more awesome than the photos Foster had shown him. The ledges of brown rock were jagged and brutal. It cast the only shadow for miles around. No plants, not even the tiniest patch of grass, grew anywhere near it. The wind that whistled around it seemed to be saying, Stay away. Stay away. As Ryu walked toward it, he could feel its energy. It was as if the rock itself were breathing. It seemed to push at Ryu. Several times he found himself veering away. He could tell that any ordinary person would have changed course by now. But he was far from ordinary, and something inside him was telling him to go onward. He was there for a reason, and it wasn't because the CIA had sent him. No, the CIA was merely a step along the way towards Ryu's ultimate destiny. At the end of his path, Ryu would find out what happened to his father. Of this, if nothing else, he was certain. When Ryu reached the base of the mesa, the force was almost unbearable. It felt as if there were a tiny north magnet trying to touch the north end of the world's largest magnetic field. He fought against it. He looked for a way in. Several yards away, a tall, triangular gash in the rock. He walked towards it, then entered. The darkness was total, pitch black. His footsteps echoed as he walked blindly forward. A pinpoint of light shone from around a corner. It led him to a hallway, then a room. Lit by thin shafts of sunlight through cracks in the ceiling, the room was narrow and long. It was a natural cavern, and its cool, dry air chilled Ryu to the bone. A set of train tracks ran straight down the center. Where the tracks ended, an old, rusted coal car sat. Its black paint job was fuzzy gray from years of dust. Ryu reached inside and wiped a layer of grime off the wooden seat. Then he hopped in wondering if there were any controls. There didn't have to be. Immediately, the car lurched forward. Ryu was thrown back. He clutched the side of the car. With sudden acceleration, it sped away, leaving the room behind. It climbed and climbed into a grotto, then another cavern. Ryu looked down. 
The tracks were elevated high above the ground now, on a spindly wood scaffolding that creaked with the strain. Below him was a pool of black stagnant liquid. The liquid began to move, or rather, what was in the liquid moved. Ryu's eyes widened. It had a long curved body, with sharp fins and sharp teeth, and mocking eyes that seemed to beckon him downward. The car was shuddering. Ryu looked ahead. Suddenly, the forward momentum stopped. A scream ripped from his lungs to his mouth. The track had ended. He was plunging down into the gaping jaws below. Mm-hmm.